Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to City View with Mayor Tom Koch. It's a podcast. Quincy podcast is what it is. My name is Mark Carey, his media director, and I am in his office with his honor. Hello, Mayor. Hello, Mark. What a great weekend we had. We did have a great weekend. Yeah. You know, oh. you think what a difference a couple of years make, right? I mean, last <laughs> year we didn't, we're not able to enjoy these normal traditions. So this year uh, I was back with tremendous crowds and certainly was well received. So it was really, really a great weekend. No question. Tremendous crowds. Yeah. And uh, if you want to see that recap, folks, go on to our YouTube channel. By the way, we recommend that you make sure you follow us on Facebook. Uh, the City of Quincy is official page. It's the City of Quincy. Same with that on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And you can see a recap of the weekend, a little quick little video from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And experience it if you couldn't make it or if you're from out of town. We had a couple people comment say that they haven't lived here in a long time, but they love seeing that tradition really come to life now. Yeah, I mean, the, the Friday night kicking off things with the turning on the lights, which has been, a, again, tradition almost 70 years in the city. But, uh, you know, we had nothing like the Hancock Adams Common until <laughs> recent years. So yeah, truly. it really is elegant, um, credible work done by our city forces as well as some outside contractors. And it just brought a lot of smiles to a lot of families' face, especially the kids. So good stuff. And the parade, I marched in. That was as good a crowd as I've seen in five years. So yeah, it really was. was. terrific. And our high school band... Was the best. They won the top prize, as they, they should have. Were. They were really, really good. They were excellent. In numbers, yeah. and they look great with the new uniforms, yeah. but they sounded so well. Hats off to our to our band kids. I was impressed by that, too. And, of course, a great Turkey Day game. Thanksgiving is in the rear view, but what a great game between Quincy it and It certainly North was. We're right down <laughs> the wire. It's this type of game you hate to see the time either team lose. Yeah. It's uh, one of those types of games. So that, that was a fun day, too. I mean, great, great weekend all around. Again, I thank all the volunteers who help put it together, the people that uh, love the city like we do. And uh, it's a great tradition. Let's keep it going. Absolutely. And moving on, as we're headed into the Christmas season, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now. And uh, we're just going to not, we're going to move on talking about uh, our holiday stuff because we've talked about that for the last couple of weeks. Yep. We'll come back at it right before uh, the holiday and the end of the year, which is really coming up. We'll do an end of the year show as well. But you got some really interesting news this morning, some sad news in some ways, and uh, you want to share the folks uh, with what that was. I got a text last night, and, uh, and then when I got a call from the governor this morning and lieutenant governor this morning, both called me almost on top of each other wow. yeah. uh, to let me know that uh, they were not going to seek re-election next year. It's been a rumor for a while whether he was going to run or not, the Baker Polito team. And, you know, I, I, I guess I wasn't surprised by his decision. But certainly saddened by it, disappointed by it, truthfully. I think he's been an absolute incredible governor. I, you know, nobody agrees on everything, right? Mm. We didn't necessarily agree on everything. Issues we had disagreement on. But what I loved about the guy, or continue to love about the guy, he's going to be the governor for another year, is wasn't afraid to take on issues. Wasn't afraid to hit these things head on. Roll up his sleeves and try to get the job done. I, I, I you know... I'm in a chief executive role as a mayor. A lot of people think you just cut ribbons. Well, you you know you you're running a five hundred billion dollar corporation when you add in all we do, the regular mm. budget plus the debt mm. service and all that. There's some management uh, involved in it, and that's the same yeah. with the governor. Some people view it as just another political position. Uh, it's not. It's it's a key role. It's a management role. It's a CEO role. But he's also continued to be very popular, which is not easy to do. Yeah. And I think because he's so real, down to earth, tells it like it is, 
listens. But, te- but at the end, he rolls up his sleeves. Whether you talk about the winter we had, that brutal snow, the MBTA, education, housing stats, the addiction issue, he just tackles things. He just hits, hits things, hangs right, uh, things right on. He, the old saying about rolling your sleeves up, to me, that's the epitome of him. Roll the sleeves up. I've been at meetings with other mayors, with other state leaders, in a meeting with him, and he challenges you. He listens. Uh, yeah. He has good dialogue discussions. With the end, he doesn't care whose idea it is. Let's get it done. Fix it. And I tell you, I really appreciate that approach. And of course, he's been an incredible partner for Quincy. Yeah, let's talk about that. You've had a really good relationship with him from as a governor and a mayor. I know you've sort of become friends over the years since he's been in. And he's done a lot for the city. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I, I you know, it's just some of the things that he's been able to do for our city, of course, for this, the other cities too. But let's talk about what he's done for Quincy and how he's been a partner with you. You know, it's interesting. I, I first met Charlie, when he was a CEO at Harvard Pilgrim. And uh, when I first got elected as mayor, I put together a roundtable because the economy really went to heck at the time. Mm. Um, I'm trying to keep my language uh, appropriate <laughs> here. But, you know, in, you back, in, you <laughs> back in 08, 09, 10, I mean, if, you know, government was, was, it was one of the worst recessions since the Depression, quite frankly. So I invited some community leaders, and particularly business leaders, to come to my office to help me kind of migrate through some of these issues and, you know, get some advice. And he came, you know, he didn't have to come over, No, you know, head of a big company and, and he came over and, and uh, got to know him a little bit. And then of course, when he made the decision uh, to run for governor, the, the first time that he ran, he came in to see me and, and uh, I see, yeah, I'm a Dem- I was at the time I was a registered Democrat. He's a Republican, but I always vote the person. I'm not you know, those people that have tattooed in their arm or R or D, you know, they vote for the party no matter what which is a little crazy to me, but I understand it. At any rate, he came in, we talked about a lot of things, and uh, he said, well, I'd love you to please uh, keep me in mind, give it some thought, the whole bit. You know what? I thought about it for an hour after he left. I called him back. I said, look, I don't want to make it public yet. i got to make some calls first. He said, but I'm going to be with you. I'm glad to be with you, and I, and I hope that we can do some things in the state together. And, the, you know, the, the old saying, the rest is history. He, he, he was successful in that campaign. I was the first first major city mayor to endorse him. And me, you know, being a registered Democrat at the time, a Republican, I heard from a lot of older folks in the city that said, you know what, since you could be with him, I, you know, I, I'm going to vote for him because uh, because you're with him. So I, I, it, it almost like gave permission if you weren't on the same yeah. party that you could you could vote for somebody else if they didn't, uh, if they weren't a member of the same party as you. So, so from that day forward, we just struck a good relationship. He asked me to serve on some committees. At the time, him uh, with the lieutenant governor, I did that. Anytime I could be helpful to serve. And, of course, more recently, he appointed me to the Mass Dot Board, Department of Transportation, in conjunction with my appointment to the board of the MBTA, which was put forth by the, the advisory board that I have served on for 10 years. So he's a remarkable individual. And, of course, Cameron Polito, uh, I serve with on the Seaport Economic Council, representing this part of the, this region of the state on that. Um, they've always been responsive. You text them, you get a text back. You call them, you get a return call if they don't pick up right away. Yeah. Which is huge in this business. It really is. And he's been here. Uh, so uh, as opposed to other governors that have had relationships with the city in the past. I mean, we're a big voting population, too. We're a big city in sure. that sense. But he has always come to Quincy a lot. I mean, more than, say, the past governor or the, even, you know, before that. I, I don't remember a governor coming to the city this much as, as Charlie Baker has. No, I, that's that's probably accurate, Mark. I mean, I... Uh, we're both we've lived through, you know, the Weld years, the Salucci years, yep. certainly the Del Patrick years, the King years, the Fish years. Even, yeah. uh, the we were little term, kids yeah. when Frank Sargent was <laughs> was the governor. But 
Uh, no, he's he's made a point to be out and about. And if you looked at his schedule, and I can understand to some degree why he probably is ready to to move on. It's twenty four seven. The guy was all over the state yeah. on a regular basis. Uh, but certainly Quincy, he's he's been here on a number of occasions for for good announcements in many cases, and listening sessions in some cases, tour of the downtown in some cases. Um, now they've him and, and and the lieutenant governor. They both have yeah. been here a number of times. And you know what? What he stuck to his word. He said when he got elected, look, he served in local government. She served in local government. They understand, you know, decisions that are made at the local government and the support local government needs by the state. That it's truly a partnership. They never forgot that, mm. and they lived by it in their policies. It also suggests that this governor probably had greater respect by a legislator than the last governor. The last governor was a Democrat. Yeah. They get, he got along with everybody. Mm. He, I mean, it doesn't mean they agreed on all the issues, but they got along. Mm. And uh, I just think that's another you know, feather in his cap that he's, 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 got, he's got the package. He was a, he's, a, he's a leader. He's a manager. He's got the people skills. He's brilliant. He knows the issues. He's, he works hard. So he has an incredible work ethic. He's the type of person you want as a governor of your state. And I'm um, sad to see him leaving us next year, but I understand it. I mean, he did two terms. And by the way, this last two years for anybody in government has not been easy. <laughs> right. Um, you know, the COVID issue, no matter what he said, people disagreed. Um, you know, those that, uh, whether you support vaccinations or not, all the different quarantining issues and, and rules and regs that he had to come up with to help us get through it. You know, he listened to some of the biggest hospitals in the world right here in Boston mm. as guidance. He provided that leadership and it probably tell you today, maybe I would have done some things differently, but he wasn't afraid to make decisions. Yeah. And, and I believe when someone is, is leading like that, you got to follow. We, in times like that, where things are extremely challenging, you know, COVID was brand new for everybody, right? So there was no playbook for it. You, you got to stay together and get through it together. And yeah. I think he was a tremendous leader for that. Yeah, one of the most, and for a few years in a row, anyway, I know at least he was the most popular governor in the United States. So yeah, in yeah. fact, uh, he's still right up there. Uh, yeah. It's remarkable, yeah, which it is. is not easy to do when you're in this business a long time, uh, for sure. He's a good but man. Good he man. is a good man, and uh, certainly got a whole another year left with him and Karen. But uh, certainly wish him well, and whatever's going to come next. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We still got some stuff to do yep. with the state uh, in the next next year or so. A lot of projects we got that we'll be working with the state on. And, uh, you know, I expect that uh, he'll continue to be as responsive as he has been in the past to us. Yeah, I wonder what he'll do next. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Interesting. Well, we'll all see. So we'll, we'll get into more issues of, you know, being prepared for the winter, as you always are. And I know this is a city that we, we do a great job in. For the most part, you can't please everybody, but we do a good job in plowing our hundreds of miles of streets. Yeah, we have a good team. Uh, and we'll talk about that uh, in, the, in the coming weeks as we approach winter. But let's not do it right now. Let's just let's focus on a unique individual in the city of Quincy, a character and uh, a man who was loved by so, so many just past this weekend on Thanksgiving Day, as a matter of fact, Joe Brill. Joe Brill. It was uh, just you. Just you described one of those Quincy characters. Absolutely, really good guy. He was in my office just two weeks ago. I, I know. He and Steve Dunley to talk about the future of the Morissette Post and some of the issues and challenges they had. But I've known Joe since Joe since we were kids. Our families yeah. knew each other for a long time. In fact, he used to tell people my father sold him his first car. Uh, Rambler station wagon. That, uh, <laughs> we went to Canada, Ottawa to Canada, in <laughs> ten of us in the car with the 
luggage packed on the top. Yeah, Joe, that was his first guy. He worked for Delta Airlines. He worked for the for the lottery. But more importantly, and of course, he was a veteran of the United States Navy, very proud veteran. Very served proud. on the USS America, I think, yeah. the carrier. Remarkable uh, Love the veterans, love to serve, love, love the Frenzy, Red Sox, love the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, he taught, uh, taught and coached baseball for years. Yeah. Kids, he he taught girls softball, and I and I bet anyone that played for him would remember one of his really corny jokes, as he was a uh, great jokester, a uh, great joke teller. <laughs> Truly um, was. Yeah. They weren't always funny, but um, <laughs> but nonetheless, they're well in, in, intentioned. He he just had one of those. He was guys one of those big hearts. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. I just just loved life. Of course, he loved his wife, Terry, and his daughter, Victoria. Adored them. Adored them. and prayers go out to them. Uh, yeah. He grew up in House Neck, and he lost two brothers when, when he was young. Yeah. One of his brothers, who was just signed a contract in the pro system for baseball, a hell of a player. So, no, you don't replace guys like Joe Brill. I mean, no. I, I, I say that we're all, you know, the old saying, we're all replaceable, but we're not. He was, he was, he was unique, and everybody in the city knew him. I mean, he was at every event you could think of. Uh, always there to support any charity, anybody in need, always there. And then when Paul Moody got sick doing the Island of Flags, it was Joe Brill that stepped up, became the commander of the Sons of the American Legion and has led the effort to continue the tradition at the Island of Flags in Fort Square. And just, just remarkable. He just liked being around the guy. Yeah, He worked, he served on the Park and Recreation Board. He served as an ambassador at Kincaid Park over in Southwest Quincy yes. where he would greet people and... Uh, everybody knew him up there, and he used to carry the dog bones for the for the dogs, <laughs> as well as the bags for the owners to pick up after the dog. Uh, uh, Joe was a lot of fun. Uh, I certainly expressed my deepest sympathy to not only his his wife and daughter, as I mentioned, but his mom and dad, good people down in House Neck, Bob and Clem Brill, and his siblings. Uh, yeah, he's he's a he's a major loss for this for this city for this community. But Joe was really something that Joe was all heart. Thoughts and prayers go with your family. And uh, really, that's it. that's probably it, Mayor. We're going to keep it short today. Sounds good. Anything else you want to chat about? No. All right. Till next time. Till next Thanks, time, Mark. everybody. We'll see you next time. City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey. Adios. Adios.